Welcome to Marksman, a podcast for men who've been marked by Christ and who are aiming their lives at Christ-likeness. I'm Mark Spellman, your host. So glad you joined me on the podcast today. Whether you're just listening on one of the audio platforms or you're watching me here on YouTube, glad that you've joined the conversation. I want to encourage you to share this podcast with your friends. I'd like to get more guys sitting around the table, more guys in on the conversation. So reach out to your friends, your family, and share this podcast. I'm excited to get into something today that really is burning in my heart for you and for us as men, and it's back in the book of Joshua, chapter 1. We've looked at this passage previously and spent some time in it, but there was just a phrase that, again, drew my attention uh, a few days ago, and I knew I was going to be doing some recording and going to be speaking to you, and I just wanted to just share this with you here today. It's back in the book of Joshua, chapter 1. This is, of course, where now Joshua is going to be taking the leadership of Israel. And his uh, command, his charge, is to then take God's people who have been delivered from Egypt. Now they're to be taken and go in to the promised land, the land that they were called to inherit. And yet we know the first generation did not enter in. Only Joshua and Caleb had the faith to go in and possess the land. But God wasn't willing to let just Joshua and Caleb go in. He wanted the whole family to go in. And so Joshua and Caleb have now had to wait for 40 years, and now Moses has died. And that's where we're getting ready to jump into the story here. And now uh, Joshua, which is really Yeshua, it's prophetic, it's literally Jesus, Yeshua, Savior, Joshua is going to be taking God's family into the promised land. But let's go to Joshua chapter 1. I'm going to read through this passage, and then we're going to focus on a phrase that really lifted off the page. I believe God wants to speak to your heart, our heart, in this. It says this, Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 3 says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, He was the son of Nun. He was Moses' minister. He said, Moses, my servant is dead. So now arise, take his place, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, go into the land that I'm giving to them. Every place upon which the sole of your foot shall tread, that have I given unto you, just like I promised Moses. He goes on to say that no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. I mean, no man's going to be able to stop you. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you. I will not forsake you. So be strong and confident and of good courage, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land, this land that I swore or promised to their fathers to give them. If you remember in a previous Marksman podcast, we talked about God being a promise keeper. He remembers his promise, and he remembers it for generations. Only to you, he says, only you be strong and very courageous, that you may do all that is according to the law, which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. And then he says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do all that is written therein. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will deal wisely, and you'll have good success. Have I not commanded you? 
Be strong, vigorous, and very courageous. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Obviously, there's a strong theme of being courageous, being strong, and remembering the fact that God is with you. Now, remember, those were the words that Joshua and Caleb spoke to the people of Israel when they were resisting the leadership of Moses to go in and possess the land. And Joshua and Caleb rose up and says, come on, they're bred for us. God is for us. God is with us. And man, they, they challenged the people. They challenged the leadership. Don't rebel against the Lord. God is with us. God is for us. And yet now, 40 years later, God's having to now speak to Joshua telling him to not be afraid, to not be dismayed, to be courageous, to be strong, to be vigorous. So no matter how clear we have convictions in one season of our life, there will come another season in our life where we're going to have to refresh courage. We're going to have to refresh vision. We're going to have to refresh even faith in God's direction, God's command, God's plan for our life. In fact, it's something that really daily there should be a refreshing that takes place of our faith and our vision and our focus and our our purpose and our plan. But I'm talking in a large lifelong sense, we're going to go through different seasons where when that season changes, when that season shifts, we may have to refresh even what was clear 30, 40 years ago, it now needs to come front and center and be clear once again. And so that's kind of what I want to segue into the first part of this passage where God said to Joshua, Moses, my servant is dead. So I want to talk a little bit about changes in seasons. Like I just mentioned, 40 years ago, Joshua was clear. Caleb was clear. Now, 40 years later, he's being reminded again, I'm with you, Joshua. Be courageous. Be strong. Go in, not just you, but take this people in because this land is their inheritance. Doesn't matter that giants are sitting on it. God knew the giants were there. Just like 40 years ago, Joshua knew the giants were there. But his faith in God, his vision was so clear His conviction was so strong that he stood before a nation and said, come on, let's rise up. He he said the phrase, they're bred for us. Joshua, he literally talks smack. I mean, as it were, kind of like David standing before Goliath saying, you know, you uncircumcised Philistine, you're, you're coming down today. He was so clear. He was so strong. He was so focused on who God was and the covenant that they had with God, that he spoke with that place of boldness, not arrogance, but boldness and confidence. And that he said, now 40 years later, God's reminding him, I need that same boldness you had 40 years ago. I need that same clarity. And I feel like I might be speaking to some men here today that maybe there was a previous season in your life where your walk with God was maybe at a better place, maybe at a stronger place, maybe at a more committed place. 
That's okay. God's inviting you. And he's saying, like he said to Joshua, I need you strong in this season. I need you back. I need you focused. I need you clear like you were clear years ago. But even if that's not you, even if we're just talking about the change of a season, because that's what it meant when God said to Joshua, Moses, my servant is dead. I like to maybe exemplify it this way. It was time to shift gears. You guys know what that's all about, especially if you've driven a car with manual transmission. You got to match the engine speed for that shift of gears. You got to you got to adjust the engine speed. You got to adjust what's going on in the engine and the 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 revolutions of that motor. You got to adjust that engine speed to make a good shift. Well, here's what the Lord was speaking to me about that life has shifts. And we have to match our inner life with God. We got to make adjustments on the inside. He was making an adjustment with Joshua right there saying, "Hey, I need you to rev up, Joshua. I need to ma- I need you to match your engine speed. We're going to shift now. It's time to go in. It's time to possess. I know 40 years ago it was clear, it was strong, but you've had to wait and that weight has had an effect on you on the inside. But now I need you to match that inner engine, your faith, your vision, your hope, your commitment. I need you to rev up, match the engine speed with my plan, my purpose, and now what is a a very present season of possessing a promise, possessing an inheritance. So life shifts require a, a huge amount of inner work in our lives so that we match our heart with God. I'm sorry to be reading some of this, but I want to make sure I say it just like he spoke it to me. Life shifts require a lot of inner work in our lives so that we match our heart with God during times of change and transition. Again, I don't know who I'm speaking to today, and maybe you're not in a time of change. You're not in a time of transition. Then let this message today, let this conversation today be an encouragement to you Put it in your back pocket. You may need to pull it out later because life will have a change. Life will have transition. Moses, my servant, is dead. Let's talk about what that might have meant to Joshua and what that might mean to you and I. So many applications we can take about this, but we can see first and foremost that the one who was carrying the revelation was now gone. The one that was carrying the revelation of God, the the mouthpiece of God, the one that stood face to face with God, he's now God. He's gone. So the one carrying the revelation was gone. You know, sometimes as men, we have people in our life and our faith is sometimes so intimately threaded together, woven together in the fabric of our leaders, of our mentors, that sometimes when they pass on or or maybe God moves them to another region, maybe he sends them overseas or something like that, but they leave our life in a in a intimate, direct way. And so there's this shift that takes place where the one carrying the revelation that maybe we might have been leaning on, maybe we might have been counting on, Maybe we might have been drawing a lot of our security and stability from, but now the one carrying the revelation has moved on, and now it's time for us to carry the revelation. You know, it's kind of like this, that when children grow up in our home, they can they can kind of be carried along. If mom and dad are believers, they can be kind of carried along upon 
uh, their faith and their walk with God, and it heavily influences them in a good way, in a positive way. But there comes a time when every child comes of age, they have to own the revelation themselves. They have to carry it themselves. And that's kind of the shift that's happening here. Now it's time for Joshua to carry it himself. So I want to ask you, what is it that maybe God's asking you that maybe you've leaned on someone else? Maybe you've leaned on your wife. Maybe you've leaned on one of your children. Maybe you've leaned on a a brother in, in Christ. Maybe you've leaned on someone else to where God's maybe speaking to you today, say, no, I need you to be carrying the revelation. It doesn't mean you break off relationships. It doesn't always mean a death occurs. I hope you're catching the spirit of what I'm talking about, that there's a shift, there's a transition, and God's needing us to match our engine, to rev up our engine, to match his heart during this season of change and transition in our life. We also see that the order of the law, Moses is uh, uh, intimately connected to the the giving of the law of God. And so there's a there's a shift from Moses to Joshua. I talked about this in a previous podcast when we dealt with this passage, but I want to highlight this again right here. This is very prophetic because again Joshua is just the another way of saying Yeshua. This is literally the name of Jesus. Jesus we say Jesus, but literally the Hebrew word is Yeshua. And it's the same one here. It was Moses and Yeshua. And so Joshua or Yeshua, the shift from Moses, the law, to Yeshua is what happened from Old Testament to New Testament. Literally, in Paul's writing, he says, I, through the law, have died to the law that I might live unto Christ. Galatians chapter 2 talks about it. Then in Romans chapter 7, Paul even, he really spoke blunt when he talked about a man and a woman. You know, when a, when a man dies, a woman is free to marry another. And he literally was comparing that to the death of the law so that we might be married to Christ. You see that transition here. Moses is dead. Now, Joshua, you arise. And so there's a shift that takes place from law to grace and to presence and to faith. It doesn't mean the law it was not good. It doesn't mean the law was anything wrong with it. It just means it was fulfilled in Yeshua. And then we have been brought into marriage, into covenant with Yeshua. We're one with him. First Corinthians six seventeen. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So it's not a matter of the law is not right and the law is not good. We have now been made one through marriage, through covenant, through a new birth, through God indwelling us. We have been made one with Yeshua who fulfilled the law. And so our righteousness and our right standing is not through a keeping of rules, but through it's a righteous relationship and a marriage, as you might say. A, that's why we're called the bride of Christ. It's not about a gender, you know, male, female. That's about a covenant union. We have been in covenant union. We've been in Christed. We have been circumcised with the circumcision of the spirit and brought into covenant union with Yeshua himself. And so that's a shift that we have to make sure that we we have as men in our life too. That that yeah, the law's good, but we have to shift to the spirit of the law. And you know, we as parents, you know, mom and I, 
we always sought when raising our sons to not only enforce the rules, but communicate the heart of the rule, the wisdom of the rule, um, God's life in that rule. Um, you know, because again, we've, we've taught this for years at Family Mission, that in the garden, what happened was not a broken rule. It was simply a broken trust. So it was relational what happened, not just a rule or a boundary. And so the law, we have to shift from being just law givers to, to lovers and to those who pursue. Yeah, we have to enforce boundaries. Sometimes we have to bring correction. Sometimes we have to bring consequences when we're in a place of leadership. But we can always do it from a place of grace and truth, from a place of compassion and love for their value, their purpose, and their identity. So that's a huge shift, the order of the law shifting into grace and truth. But then also you see a leader and a mentor leaving his life. Again, I touched on this briefly, but maybe someone's dealing with that right now. Someone you looked up to. I've had seasons in my life where God brought men into my life, brought people into my life, but that season ended. I mean, I'm still able to stay in touch with some of them. Uh, Now through social media and Facebook, I've reconnected with a lot of people that were very significant in my life, my spiritual journey, my walk with Christ. They mentored me. They fathered me, so to speak. They were with me during hard seasons. They encouraged me through those seasons. God used them to speak into my life. But there came a time when that season ended, at least at that intimate level. And so we got to be able to transition through those seasons. Maybe you're in one of those seasons where maybe someone, a father, a mentor in the faith, there's just a transition. Not that it's always death. That can be a situation, but maybe it's just another reason that the season is ending. But that's what God spoke to Moses or Joshua. It's still a word to you and I. So now arise. So now arise. Take your place. Take your place. Another thing that we see that when Moses died, we see that more than likely a source of security and guidance left. And of course, we can find security and guidance. Of course, it ultimately needs to be in the Lord. But a lot of times, God-given relationships are just that. They're a source of guidance. They're a source of security. But what happens if that season ends and that source of security and that source of guidance ends or it changes or it shifts. We got to, again, shifting gears. We got to match our engine speed for the shift, for the transition. We got to, we got to step up. We got to rise up. We got to take our place. We got to match our heart with God's heart. And it may just be, have a conversation with God and say, God, what is your heart now in this season? this season of change, this season of transition. What's your heart? I want to match my heart with yours so that the shift goes smoothly. Um, Again, obviously, one of the obvious things, a season ends. Moses, my servant, is dead. A season ends. You know, it took me a long time to realize that there's seasons with God. You know, I'm I'm just uh, I'm driven to be faithful, <laughs> I'm, and once I find something that I know I'm supposed to be doing, um, sometimes I found it in years gone by. It was hard for me to accept the fact that that season could change. That there's a new season now that I'm to take everything from that season, move into a new season. 
And so sometimes I was slow to change. I was slow to shift um, going from one season of life to another season of life. It can be a season in marriage. It can be a season with children. You know, those things change. We just went through a season change. Our oldest son got married recently. That's a huge shift and transition and change for our family, for my my wife and I, uh, for our other son, Daniel. We all shifted for Samuel and Taryn. They, everybody had to shift. We had to match our heart with God's heart during this time of change or, or, or shift. That's an example. Um, but even in ministry, we've went through shifts and changes. A business and vocation many times went through changes of shift and transition. And it's always important that I match my heart with God's heart, kind of rev the engine, so to speak. So I'm matching God's heart during that time of transition and change. So you might want to ask, I encourage you to ask, how do I match my heart with yours, Father, during this time of transition, during this time of change? And finally, one last point. I won't go much longer, but I, I hope you're catching the, the flavor of what God put on my heart for us today on Marksman, and that is we, we just don't need to dread change. We don't need to dread transition. As hard and sh- maybe shocking and final sometimes it might be, you know, something comes to an end. You know, sometimes, um, let's just be honest, sometimes a marriage comes to an end, and you have to walk through divorce, you know, there's life after divorce. Yeah, God hates divorce. And, and if you've been through divorce, you probably know why he hates it. It's hard. It's painful. It, nobody wins. But there's life after divorce. You can still arise and go forth. Maybe you went through a bankruptcy. That's a huge uh, blow to take, you know, or a business maybe just doesn't make it. Maybe you invested a lot into a business venture and that business venture just did not take off. Maybe a partner got squirrely and he or she caused it to go into the dirt. All kinds of scenarios that we could talk about where we as men are going to face change. Change that maybe we want and maybe change we did not want and did not ask for and it wasn't on the calendar. It wasn't in the daytimer, but here we are. But now we can arise. God needs us to be courageous. God needs us to be strong. And there's a grace available to you and I. And so the last point is, sometimes where our focus has always been has to shift. You know, Moses was the focus of Joshua. Joshua was his servant. He served Moses. He was serving God, but he served God by serving Moses. So now Moses is gone. So now his focus of service in the kingdom his focus of serving Christ, you know, the Lord has changed. And so maybe that's what you're facing in this time or the season, just a time of change of focus. Again, I want to encourage you. God gave me that little illustration about shifting gears, that it's important that we match our heart with his heart during times and seasons of change and shifting. Amen. All right, let's pray. I want to let you get off here today. I'm going to sign off here shortly, but I'm so glad you're a part of Marksman. So glad you're a part of the conversation. I hope you'll share this podcast with your friends and your family, but let me pray with you and pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every man listening, every man watching. And if they're in a season of change, a season of transition, a time where things are shifting in their life, 
I pray that you show them exactly how to match their heart with your heart, Father, during this time of change, of shift, of transition. And I pray that it goes smoothly. And I pray that like Joshua, they arise and they take their place in this season of change, of transition, and of shifting. And I pray this, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Always love our time together. Always. It just seems like it goes so quick. I got so much burning in my heart. So I'll just have to catch you next time here on Marksman. Look forward to the next time we're together around the table. Hopefully more men will be joining us in the next podcast. God bless you today. 